Hey guys, and welcome to the latest episode of the Startup Diary. I am Harrison Mudge, and I am with my co-host Adam Callow. Hey guys, thanks for joining us. And if you're new to the podcast, this is where we share the highs and the lows and all the learnings of what it's like to build a business. And we got into a good routine of probably one episode a week for a long period. And if you're new to the show, you'll notice that there's three or four shows that have gone up in the last seven days. Um, The way that we try and operate the show is very simple. If we've got something to say that we think is worth sharing, uh, we'll hit record. And there's been quite a few topics given the current situation. Um, But before we get into that... In these uncertain times. In these uncertain times. Absolutely sick to death of saying that. Um, (laughs) There's one thing for certain. (laughs) I'm sick of it. One thing I'm not too happy about is that whiteboard. The absolute crushing... Do you want to just uh, tell the listeners what we're looking at? So me and Harry... Just explain it in vivid detail. Take them on a journey. So I'll take them on a full journey. Is, uh, me and Harry are quite big fans of a game called Super Smash Bros. And we have the TV and everything set up in the office. And for those of you that don't know, uh, me and Harry are self-isolating for 14 days together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we've got a tournament on our hands. <laughs> um, so we like this game and... Uh, we have a whiteboard currently in the office that has the scores of the game and all the different variants you can play the game in. Uh, and it's a pretty poor showing for me last time. Uh, after coming off a, I've got to get it documented in history, Harry, uh, previous to that showing, I beat you five games on the bounce, which has never happened. Yeah, Big in H was history. in a funk and I just lost five games back to back, which is quite literally unprecedented. Unprecedented. And we are in... That is probably uh, important to comment on the show. We are in unprecedented times on all fronts. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, look at that for a the master segue. Have there we go. What are we uh, talking about today? Today, Adam, we have uh, you actually put a post up in the Facebook group mm-hmm. Business Startup Club over on Facebook. Basically saying we're going on the mics. That's where most Facebook groups Any are. Any questions? Uh, <laughs> yes, but I was saying the name of it. If they were to go over to Facebook and search in the search bar rather than going to uh, facebook.com slash group slash business startup club, um, then they'll find us. They'll okay. find the group and they'll find your post where you said, hey, we're going on the mics. Any questions, guys? Point, point, point. Um, <clears throat> so... I made a note of those questions because there were some great questions from the community. And I so just want like to throw them at you and oh, okay. I just have a bit of back and forth. So yeah, I just thought it was a good opportunity. Well, you obviously had the foresight that it would be a good opportunity to have Q&A. We just like Q&A. We used to do a lot of Q&A on the show. Uh, we used to get emails back in the day, people asking questions. We still do. We still do. No, um, we're now actually replying to emails. That's now that we know it, you know, the thing, what's changed is we've got time. <laughs> <laughs> You've got a lot of time. Uh, you You've got said, a scary amount of time. You said to me this morning, get a Rubik's Cube or mm-hmm. a fidget spinner or something mm-hmm. uh, because my brain just goes off in some crazy crazy ideas questioning just, the meaning of life seems to be uh, fucking google the other night what it takes to be a firefighter <laughs> a literal firefighter all my time talking of like a ceo aka firefighter chief firefighter of the company i don't know what rabbit hole i went down but i was like oh no what criteria you've got to do to be a firefighter uh, and then went down that rabbit hole at the weekend so that explains where my head is right now <clears throat> anyway okay. let's let's dive let's just dive straight into it can i can i premise this Premise? No, preface. Preface, preface this. Um, all answers given are one humbles man's opinion and therefore conversation starters and to bounce ideas back and forth from. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, they are not mm-hmm, black and white, right or wrong. I just, uh, want, I just want to I, make sure. I will, I will look to uh, play potentially devil's advocate. 
You're good at that. Because that seems to be a, a bizarre talent. <laughs> agree. <laughs> even if someone says something that I agree with. They, Wholeheartedly they, agree they, with. They, you'll they find might, the counter They might even be reciting something that I've said before. And I'll be like, yeah, but <laughs> anyway, let's get straight into this, Adam. After the first five minutes, let's get into the meat and bones of this show. Question number one. Oh, well, we've got a couple that are kind of similar, actually. So Michael Flux and John Hood ask sort of similar questions. Michael said, any predictions of what's going to be announced uh, later by Boris? The post was out uh, as of recording two days ago. Yep. So any predictions from Boris? Uh, and then John said, how are you feeling about the follow? Uh, how are you feeling following the latest announcement, uh, in particular the eighty percent on wages? So kind of lump them together a bit. Um, yeah, if we'd recorded this ahead of uh, that announcement, so mm-hmm. obviously. Uh, a good friend, Rishi, the Chancellor of the Exchequer, um, and Boris went live again uh, and announced uh, some some big statements, some some big news, some big headlines uh, for the support grants um, and just general actions that the government are taking to keep businesses operational. I, I think the key thing is is all the actions that are being taken right now um, are to try and one give confidence mm-hmm. uh, and two. Um, uh, it's, it's it's hard for me to word this, but we, we are going we are going into a financial crisis uh, right now, and every action is being taken, uh, and some stuff like the word unprecedented that we've used mm-hmm. at the top of the show, um, the level of financial support being given uh, to small, uh, medium sized businesses, uh, it's never been done before, um, even down to like the interest rates cuts, and I don't want to turn this into a uh, political show of whether I think it's right or wrong. I'm purely thinking of it fairly narrow-minded in terms of for the sake of this show mm-hmm. um, is the impact on this business. Um, the one, I wouldn't have been able to predict what what was said um, and the support given. I think one thing that everyone is a little bit uh, probably confused about right now is uh, there's a lot of headlines um, that sound great, but it's working out actually how do you access this funding that's a lot of the frustrations I'm hearing from within my community of uh, fellow entrepreneurs and, and other business owners. Yeah, that's what I've turned around and used. I've I've obviously seen this on the news. Like you say, it's all big headlines. Like government is going to pay 80% of yep. people's wages so long as the employee uh, employer sorry honours their jobs. Mm-hmm. And like that does sound great. Um but like 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 you said when I when I said it to you, it's like but how, what no one knows the criteria. How do you apply for it? What's the process? What do you what boxes do you need to check in order for you to be applicable to it? Obviously, they're saying it's literally everyone that uses PAYE or whatever. Um, but yeah, like where 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 do you go to gov forward slash eighty percent and then <laughs> just put your pay number in and just get the wage in your bank like. Do you, do you, the employer, Adam Callow, Expert Trades, have to pay me my full wage and then you get reimbursed or, or pay me 80% and then get reimbursed the money down the line? Like the final, the finer details right now are very nebulous. Yeah. So where it stands today is we basically take the government on their word um, for this. Uh, which is understandable because what they're trying to do is build a process that doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's IT systems and infrastructure that needs to be done to allow such large, vast amounts of money to be paid out. I get that. Uh, so their stance on it as of today is uh, 80% of 
uh, wages capped at two and a half thousand pounds, but uncapped in terms of the number of people that can access it. Mm-hmm. So everyone on the PAYE scheme. Just for me on the PAYE, like is is standard pays you earn. So so any employer that has employees, it will always be PAYE unless they're contractors or something. Uh, correct. Um, so every so hit, uh, this is why I don't want to pretend like I'm an accountant. Mm-hmm. Um, but every company that uh, one I've worked for or two other business owners that I speak to, um, the way they pay their employees is through uh, PAYE, which is basically. Um, is that is that is it, when when you're on the books for someone? Is that exactly is that basically what it is? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, so uh, we can. I, I, the key thing is uh, the, the problem that this is creating. Um, problem is probably the wrong word, but employees might feel like there is 80% of uh, wages being paid uh, for three months. But as an employer, uh, one, it's for furloughed employees, which is basically when you're giving, uh, where you're basically f- a forced leave of absence for your employee, yep. but it is keeping them on the payroll. Um, so it's a way to give confidence to employees uh, and to try and stimulate and make that's my Is fun. that your fault? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I am so sorry. I was like, is this the leg of the table? I'm just going to keep kicking it because <laughs> you were stone-faced. Uh, uh, I'm not sure where you're going to cut this to and from. You can probably get rid of my coughing, but uh, please leave this uh, bit in. Uh, there was a slight delay and uh, there's no technical difficulties. I am so sorry. Harry was just kicking my foot and I was straight-faced for a period thinking he'll stop in a second. <laughs> but he, he just persisted. Yeah. I just It just didn't seem like it could be your leg. So I just, anyway... Anyway, back back to the. Uh, so the the reason this is good is because it should give confidence and what people need mm-hmm. right now to ensure there's at least some um, spending in the economy is mm-hmm. people need confidence that they're going to keep getting paid. It's for a minimum of three months, but as Rishi keeps saying, is they will do whatever needs to be done uh, to ensure that um, we all get through this. Uh, the problem that it creates is um, one um, cash flow. Mm-hmm. So if you're a business and you are running on a four, eight, potentially 12 weeks cash flow cycle, uh, you still need to be able to pay your employees while waiting for this money back. And that might be difficult for some small businesses to do. Uh, so we're hoping um, for, for us at Expert Trades, we're in a, um, a, a fairly um, positive cash reserves position. Uh, so we're in a position where we can, if we if we wanted to take full advantage of this, we could pay our employees 100%. And I guess that's one thing as well, um, is it's 80% of earnings to £2,500. Um, but let's just say I wanted to top up the additional 20%, we can do. Um, so we could, in theory, continue to pay our staff in full um, if we furloughed them, uh, and then we would claim that money back at a later date. Um, so creates a number of options for us as a business, um, but it, it might create, it might seem like a great headline for people that don't understand, actually, your employer still might not be able to benefit mm-hmm. from this, uh, depending on the cash position of the business. And then it is is the positive cash flow position that expert is in because of just business that we've been doing, or is it part mm-hmm. of it because of the investment that we had? Um, uh, no, pure, pure business. So okay. um, we raise uh, venture capital, um, like five years ago now, uh, and we've been yeah. cash flow positive since. Um, so we've, and the way that I've fueled the business is because we haven't jumped back onto that VC treadmill of raise and raise and raise. We wanted to build a solid foundation of a business that the unit econ- the unit economics of what we do is cash flow positive year on year. Uh, so we've just been 
working out actually every quarter how do we reinvest our profits uh, but we've every time i reinvest our profits we put a, a few grand away in the bank mm-hmm. uh, to make sure that we've okay. got enough money for a rainy day or in case we wanted to take on some big development project which is what our cash reserves were there for uh, right now uh, we had some money put aside to basically take on actually how do we revamp all of our technology uh, but we're probably just going to spend that money on supporting the team um uh, so the 80% thing, uh, to answer John's question, I think it's really, really positive. Amazing move by the government. Um, I'm waiting for the trickle-down effect of how it actually impacts our community, mm-hmm. uh, so like trades professionals. Um, yeah, people, self-employed is a big question mark still right now. Self-employed is a huge question mark, and it's largely because it's, it, it's hard to have transparency and documentation and process of uh, how much they've been earning and what they should claim. Um, but they are also the lifeblood of the economy so it's working out actually what support do these guys get um but i think there is a there is a benefit that no one sees which is important uh which is if you are self-employed uh the especially with the 80 percent support from the government is that will help you just in an indirect way because what will happen is people will feel more confident and comfortable that they can weather the storm they are going to get paid they're not being made redundant or being laid off and what happens is as people have confidence they will continue to spend um so as we come back out of this, which we will do, there will be another side of it, um, is uh, we'll probably get to spending money quicker. Um, we'll probably get the home improvement stuff started faster because we've had this support. Uh, so the, the contractors, the tradespeople that we work with, um, the purse strings of the household will open quicker with the support that the government are giving uh, to employed members um, of the country right now. So there is trickle-down effects, uh, but it's not the direct support they want right now. Cool. Uh, and then Mark Dudley had a couple of questions, but we'll we'll do one at a time. Um, so the first question he asks is, should SMEs in the UK retain staff, which is ethical, mm-hmm. um, or should they look to the bottom line and cut costs wherever they can so that the business survives? Uh, great question. And I guess time is interesting because about four hours earlier, I actually put up a, a LinkedIn post. Uh, can I just read this read it for context um so i had a photo of our team um from a zoom call this morning um and here's the here's the copy that went with the post Uh, it's times like this when culture is really tested and i cannot be more proud of the work that we do here and the team we've built at expert trades this morning most of the team jumped onto a zoom call for our all hands meeting from our team to yours we wish you all the very best as you navigate the next three months look after each other and from me A company is a collection of people that have come together with an aligned vision of what they want to see different in the world. You hired them, promoted them and supported them this far and you'll need them when you come through the other side. Your decisions now will be remembered indefinitely in the memory of the business, so do what's right. Everyone understands that tough decisions are going to be made every day this continues. Ensure you deliver news compassionately and clearly. As my dad used to say, make sure you're proud of the man that looks back at you in the mirror. When you have an outstanding team, the sum of all parts is greater than the whole. Find a way forward and tackle it together. If myself or the team at Expert Trades can support you in any way, please reach out. For those brands and trades we work with, we appreciate you supporting us in these tough times. Stay healthy all. Hashtag we are in this together. So I think, I guess to pull that round to answer Mark's question, um, for a small business like ours, Uh, Every single member of the team uh, adds a tremendous amount of value. And I went through a whole culture exercise and a little bit of a culling within the business uh, to get rid of the people um, that we didn't think were a good fit for Mm -hmm. us moving forward. Uh, But what that resulted in is was a tighter hiring process and me having to look around the whole team 
uh, Q3, Q4 last year and go, should this person be in this company? And the people that are here, I believe that every single person has a position here. And uh, to my point in that, the sum of all parts is greater than the whole. Um, I think we all work extremely well together and create a lot of value. So for me personally, it's working out every single thing I can do to retain our current staff. Um, because I know that uh, just the knowledge, uh, the culture and everything we've bred within the company right now, replacing that is tremendously difficult and hiring people that fit that. Um, so there's people, square square peg in a square hole, they fit perfectly and trying to find someone to fill that position in the future um, will be extremely difficult if we have to lay people off today. H- having said that, I also understand that the uh, there is a, um, a responsibility of me to make sure that we don't go down as a sinking ship. Um, so actually, let's not be stubborn and let's work out how we can cut costs. So my approach to it is very simple. It's look at the whole business, take salaries to one side and look at the whole business and work out how the whole business can run leaner. So what do we do? What don't we do? And where can I do cost savings? Uh, and that's beneficial for the exercise we did and spoke about in previous show where every part of the business has its own P&L. So let's work out actually where is the business losing money and how can we slow that bleeding down uh, for this period? So I think the key thing is um, that the first place you should look is actually how do we cut the fat and communicating to the team um, like across the company, that this is what you're doing and here's the reasons why. Um, for me, uh, rather than letting one or two members of the team go, uh, if we had to uh, extend, if this thing goes on longer than three to five months and we have to start looking at actually how do we re- reduce costs as a business, uh, for me it's all about moving everyone down to four days mm-hmm. as an example uh, because that's got a large cost saving to the business and prolongs, uh, it gives us more room to fight um, and sort of navigate in these uncertain times, uh, as, as we keep saying. I think the key thing is for me um, is there is ethical decisions to be made. However, I'm not scared to make a tough decision if I need to. And the one thing that I want to make sure that I do um, for myself and for the team um, is uh, be utterly transparent with where we are as a business. Um, I think if you're transparent with people, and even if you do, even if you're in a position right now and you're in a business and you have to let people go, uh, that's why I mentioned there, just if you do it with compassion and you can leave the door half open, uh, the key thing is, um, is we will get through this. There will be another side. And if you deal with this correctly, and you might be listening to this thinking, well, I've got to let my team go, uh, do it in such a way that when you get back on your feet, they will want to rejoin the company. Uh, and that's the that's the real challenge for CEOs at this point in time. Yeah, I think if you, especially right now, if you're honest with them, and now more than sort of any other time, it's most people are probably going to understand and unfortunately expect some of these things but like you say if you are if you're able to just have the conversation saying like look i don't really want to let you go but Mm -hmm. the company's gonna go under if we don't go down to two people one being the boss (laughs) do you know what i mean so and the Um, other one being you (laughs) (laughs) well positioned no one else is actually working from home no i think (laughs) i think i think mark's question is great and i think that's what's on the minds of every business owner right now is i need to keep this business alive and we've got investors so i have i have uh, a fiduciary responsibility to make sure that i make the right financial decisions to look after our shareholders Uh, i know how to I know how I should be thinking about this. However, um, I am a human uh, who is very, uh, I have a lot of empathy for our our colleagues and our team. uh, And I am more than happy to push back on board decisions uh, if I believe that I can weather the storm and get us through it. The key thing is for me is rallying the team and working out how do we squeeze as much value and opportunity out of this as possible. Um, And then in 12 months time when we are probably in the same position we were two weeks ago, which is... Mm -hmm. um, 
quite interesting that we're going to fight for the next 12 months to be where we were just two weeks ago. Uh, but the one thing we will have um, in uh, bundles more than we've ever had uh, is culture because uh, there's one thing telling your team that they're important. Mm-hmm. There's another thing demonstrating that uh, yep. daily uh, and seeing that, and the team seeing their CEO fight for them. Uh, you can't replace that. And then whatever I go and do later in my career, the team right now will know the sort of CEO that I am. Uh, and that's uh, that means the world to me. Uh, and then for Mark's second question, he says, for those in cash positive positions, is this downtime a huge potential a huge potential opportunity to buy goods and services at discounted rates, maybe even expand and buy equity in other cash-strapped businesses. Super interesting. Um, I'll tackle the last bit of that first. Uh, I don't think now is a, a good a good time to invest in any business right now, just personally. And you might say, actually, yeah, there's some of these businesses that uh, take the current situation out of it. Uh, they were uh, performing extremely well. Mm-hmm. Um I just think it's very similar to walking up to a roulette reel right now and placing a bet on a business. Um, Which you're all about. No, roulette's not me, even though I know those numbers like the back of my hand because when I'm sitting playing blackjack is my game. I enjoy a bit of blackjack. Um, Remember that time you played with Bill Gates? <laughs> uh, we even got a photo just for a bit of context uh, we uh, when we went to America went and played uh, some blackjack and the guy sat next to me Watapatomi or something like yeah, that yeah in Milwaukee it? Casino um, the guy sat next to me was a spitting image of Bill Gates uh, and was dropping dropping dollars was dropping was, Bill was, Gates yeah, money I'll be dropping, honest Bill Gates money, money fat stacks <laughs> um, but, I, I, but I think right now um, there is so much uncertainty mm-hmm. uh, with what, how this is going to play out and how it's going to impact everyone. Uh, I personally wouldn't dream of investing in any business because regardless of how fundamental, uh, sorry, how fundamentally sound those businesses were pre this, we don't know how long this is going to last. Um, de- however, depending on how wealthy you are, there is always a, a percentage of your uh, net wealth that you should put into extremely high risk. But be prepared to mm-hmm. go and put it on number 23, let the wheel spin, and know that you've got a 1 in 36 chance of that coming in. That's I just think it's very, very high risk right now. Obviously, it's because it's sort of, we're on the upward trend of this virus spreading and all this jazz. So obviously, everything right now is is new, is changing, is getting worse in mm-hmm. theory. Um, do you think that, fast? let's fast forward however far, um, to the point where we're kind where where the spread's getting less, there's clear sort of containment or whatever mm-hmm. will be the situation, and it, and the spread's on the downwards curve. Do you think that that would be a good time to try and seize the opportunity, or is it worth if you're in a position to make potentially invest or, or make purchases? Do you think that it's on the downward slope of the virus spread? where you would consider these things or should you probably just hold like hold fire until we're completely out the other side um yeah good quite uh, let me let me just say let's just say i'm a high net worth individual with mm-hmm. millions of pounds in the bank um here's my thinking right now is yes you can place some bets on some businesses and buy some equity um and depending on your risk tolerance depends on whether you want to do that now or whether you want to do it when there's a bit more confidence in the market and things are starting to plateau um, I think one thing you've got to avoid as well is just making sure that you don't go into a deal because someone's down uh, doesn't mean that you should exploit. Um, and what you don't want to do is find a business owner that is on their arse 
Um, and when things pick up, they resent the position that you've got in the business. Um, so it's if you were to do a deal and buy an equity and support a small business, it's making sure that the deal is orientated in a way that you both feel comfortable with now and in the future. Because every small business owner that's about to go out of business will grab any lifeline. Uh, but if you are getting a significant share in that business, uh, you, this is going to play out for longer than six months. You're going to be in that as a relationship for a very long time. Uh, so it's making sure that you are comfortable uh, with the deal that you've put on the table because there is going to be a lot of opportunity for people to exploit uh, the situation right now. And I saw an, I saw a great post, um, which was, um, if you are uh, if you are profiteering uh, off uh, anti-back and toilet paper right now, you're not an entrepreneur, you're just a um, <laughs> and, and maybe you want to uh, just drop in very quickly a, a little warning that I do drop the C-bomb um, at a certain time in the show but I think it's uh, so true I think there's um, a position to take with how do you deploy your resources and capital right now to support people uh, I think now is not the time for profiteering um, second part of that um, which is is now a good time to buy I guess potential stock and things that's a more interesting question to me. So if you're ca- if you're very cash positive right now and um, prices of your materials or whatever it is uh, are going down or you see an opportunity that in the future, if you buy this and hold this, then when the market picks back up, you make a profit. I see no issues with that whatsoever because what you're not doing is buying now and exploiting the sale for people that need, mm-hmm. need it today. Uh, the way that the question was orientated, I think, was if you could buy and hold so when the market picks back up, you can make money. Uh, there's no difference. I, I don't see a downside to that. I think like people buying Zoom stock or whichever uh, stocks and shares you're into, um, the market's on its arse. It will pick back up. Uh, I see that very the same as someone that all of a sudden can go and buy, I don't know, gold. Gold for the first time in a very long time is decreasing in price oil is decreasing in price if you need those commodities to function and you can sit and buy and hold and then sell at a later date um no issue with that whatsoever and if you can um it's those sort of commodity products as well that i think p- people are going to make a lot of money on if a business is having to sell isn't that an in- in- indication that it's not um uh, maybe not profitable, but surely, surely, if if the business if a business is going out of business and mm-hmm. you're able to buy it at rock bottom prices, surely that would be a you'd be taking on a big cost yourself. What do you mean? As in, like, there's a reason why it's not being able to sustain itself. So, surely, if you then take that burden on, wouldn't that just negatively affect you? Um, you'd, well, have, I, you'd have to bankroll the the cost that is hemorrhaging. Yeah, but I think I think that's the assumption is. If you've got 10 million in the bank Mm. and you can afford to put 2 million pounds into product and sit on it for three, six, nine, 12 months, um, why wouldn't you? With the bank of interest putting the rate down to 0.1%, your money in the bank is doing literally fuck all, like literally Mm -hmm. fuck all. It's doing no work for you. Um, So why wouldn't you find an opportunity to go and buy something, sit and hold it? For the long term, 6, 12, 24, 36 months, whatever it takes, um, but I think the assumption that Mark's saying is, if you're in a if, you could, if you're in a solid could, cash position, um, then that's the opportunity there. Cool, uh, Steve Smith. In today's current climate, do you think it's a time to push forward on a new business? No. Next question. I'm joking. Um, no, I think is it, there not even like a, a debate about depends what it is. I get, well, yeah, I get, sorry. Let, let, let me just. Uh, I wasn't just going to leave it as that. Um, 
if you are in a position right now where you are employed and think about starting a business mm-hmm. and you've built this timeline up in your head and you're thinking about making the leap, uh, reverse. Just postpone it. Just reverse, yeah. Just try and get furloughed and work in your free time, mm-hmm. whatever it takes. Yeah. Just I think right now for everyone, um, huge amount of uncertain times, no one's receptive to new ideas. New business normally means a new idea requiring you to pitch someone to sell something to someone. Um, people aren't taking sales calls and meetings. They're not doing that. Um, however, I think it depends on what the business does. Uh, if your business is uh, Mentalk, which is um, a non-commercial entity, uh, but what Steve Smith, part of the community with Stephen Blair and Lee Woodgate, uh, are founders of, uh, if that is around creating content to support mental health, I think there's no better time to start that. Yeah. I use the mm-hmm. I used air quotes business because it's not a charity. Um, I think there is no better time than now because the amount of uh, good that that can create in the world um, is fantastic and it's what's needed. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a, a huge amount, of, especially their industry, um, self-employed people that are going to be suffering right now in silence. And if you can create something that supports that, well, fucking, of course, yeah, go into that. Uh, so I think the question is, as you said, is like, it depends what it's doing 100%. Um, I would say right now, if you're going into something to make a profit, um, you're going to struggle. Like, put the pause it. If you're doing something to create good in the world, um, and don't get me wrong, those two aren't mutually exclusive. You can make profit and do good things. Uh, but I think if you're trying to sell something to someone right now, um, there is probably... Uh, no worse time in the last 12 years uh, to, to be doing it. Yeah, th- I think um, another question that um, Amir asked as well is how can any startup help the community right now? Any creative uh, out-of-the-box ideas to make? Uh, how, do, how to make a brand um, build a good reputation and helping the community during these uh, tough times? Yeah, uh, awesome question. Um, I think if you look at the perspective that we're taking this as a company, we're under no illusions that we're going to lose money for the next four to six months. It's just going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and we are looking at uh, what support the government is giving and taking full advantage of everything that we can do as a business because you have to. Um, uh, but the, the the message that I keep delivering to the team is we are going to lose our cash reserves and that is going to deplete month on month. But the thing that we need to come out the back of this with um, is the strongest brand we've ever have um, or will ever have. And we do that by one-to-one relationship building with the community. So come January the 1st, 2021, um, 900,000 tradespeople in the UK go, well, that was a really shit year. Mm-hmm. But there's this company called Expert Trades that was doing everything they could to support us. You can't buy that. And that's how you build longevity and trust in a business. So I think right now, every business owner uh, should be realistically with, realistic with where they are. Uh, look at their revenues and say what's contractual, what's not. Are you 100% going to get that money or not? If it's not 100% contractual, assume you're not going to get it. Work out your cash flow, um, put together a forecast, and then say, actually, if I'm aware that this is the current situation for at least three months, uh, what can I do to build my brand? So when people... Um, get back on their feet uh, they look at you as someone that supported them what content can you produce for them uh, what phone calls can you make just to say how are you right now given the current situation how can you offer extending uh, support to the people that in the future will buy from you uh, but without the sly ask for money now like this is where brands are really built this is where a brand which is a promise a brand is nothing more than a promise so this is where 
expert trades has been making a promise to our community saying we are here to help you build a professional and profitable business uh, it's now that we're going to get tested on that and it's now that the memory of the business the memory of every every one of our members will remember 2020 and how we acted um and for me this is how we can set ourselves up for the next 5 10 15 years uh, so 100% amir look for ways to um, add value to your community uh, to potential customers without an ask if you mm-hmm. can do it for free do it for free if you need to ask for some money then ask for some money and communicate that that's absolutely fine no one's saying in these uncertain times everything should be free there are still commercial decisions to be made however think about how it's going to be received by your community put yourself in their shoes what are they going through and if if you can create something of value uh, that supports them through this time, that's when you're going to build the brand that you can really be proud of as you enter next year. And then finally, uh, Ricardo Sinclair, who's uh, new to the Facebook community, he asks, how is the pandemic affecting your business? Is now a good time for businesses to think outside the box and see what kind of service or new features they can offer to clients? How do you keep your customers engaged when everyone is worried about the pandemic and keeping their jobs? Uh, firstly, Ricardo, thanks for joining the community and getting involved. Um, I think I think a lot of this was just covered off with the answer to mm-hmm. Amir, uh, which is um, there's probably a number of products or services uh, that might have been in your product roadmap for a, a number of months. Um, you have to ask yourself is what is the current state of affairs for your client base? Um, your prospective customer, what are they going through? Are you selling into the leisure industry? Well, good fucking luck right now. They're not buying anything. Uh, like You have to just be aware um, of what is going on in your customer's shoes right now. Um, so one, ask yourself that question. Is this a good time to launch this? Does it help them? Uh, like The only thing people care about right now is saving jobs and staying alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're the two things. If you can help with that, great. If not, I think now is when you go back to what I just said to uh, Amir, which is um, what can you do for free uh, to support your target customers. If you're selling a SaaS product to the leisure industry and you are very aware that they are not going to be buying a SaaS product to help with bookings for the next three to six months, you go, okay, well then what can I do? Because in six months' time, um, I want to get as many sales as possible when the market picks back up. So then all of a sudden you go to all these companies and say, hey, we've got this product, it's normally X, uh, I know you're not going to buy anything right now, but you've got more time on your hands. So I'm going to give it you for free. I'm going to give you one-to-one onboarding. So when you guys reopen, you're fully up to speed with this product uh, and uh, you just recycle that point over and over again and go and do the legwork, get as much customers lined up for your product. So when the doors open, uh, you're in a strong position. I think there's uh, a world of opportunity that lies. Uh, and we, we don't know whether it's in three months' time, in six mm. months' time, or in 12 months' time. Um, this is where you really have to just weather the storm and do the really hard stuff, which was we've, we just launched something for our website package and we could have charged people for that update. Um, but for us, the brand building was more important. Um, so we just gave it away to everyone uh, because what we wanted to do is really position ourselves as um, we are the brand that is supporting you. We are doing proactive things as much as we can to support you. And our trades are on the subscriptions and bits with us. And what we all have to remember within our business is for every subscription that doesn't get cancelled in the next three months, that is someone saying that we believe in expert trades. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. So what outside of that can we do to maintain that level of trust with our brand? Um, you know you say yeah, um, you just kind of reminded me because I was, I was thinking about um, 
cancelling my gym subscription. Um, partly because I've not been for a while, but I do. <laughs> I have been. I've. I'm going or was going when I could. Um, so I thought about cancelling it, and then I thought maybe not because obviously, if if everyone just does the same, then the gym's just going to go straight out of business. Mm-hmm. Uh, went on Instagram, and the, the son of the lad that owns the gym. Um, put up a post saying, oh, because it was the Friday, that was it. Obviously, we're shutting at 10 and we're not going to open again next week. All this stuff. And I, I was just sort of sat with the wife thinking, oh, wow, yeah, they're, they're stuck because they're, they're in the basically hospitality or whatever <laughs> industry that are all just getting shut down because they're a um, large space of people just doing some heavy breathing. Um, but really what they should be doing, I've not really been keeping up with them, so I'm not sure if they are doing this, but where they could be adding value at the moment for on a, on a brand exercise sort of thing is can't come to the gym to work out. Then here's a, here's a home workout for beginners, intermediate and hardcore and things like that. So just like, we know you can't come to our gym to work out, but this is what you can do at home to give yourself a challenge. That's the sort of thing you need to be seeing from brands is you might not be able to use our service, but mm-hmm. here's, Here's the next best thing from us because otherwise most people would be like thinking, well, it's twenty five thirty quid a month that I could just sort of turn off right now. And yeah, I'm saving. I'm I'm at, I'm saving some cash. Um, but I respect that, and so I agree with that decision as well. Is if everyone goes and cancels all those subscriptions, mm-hmm. then um, all the local businesses, the local independent coffee shop, the local gym, all going to go out of business. Fact. Um, Look at like what Gymshark did. They did a they did a live stream with a home workout. Our local gym said they're going to start creating content and pushing it out. Mm-hmm. If I'm a gym owner today, I create a closed Facebook group for all of my customers. Yep, customers only going in, and basically all the classes that they were doing because they've still got access to their premises. Mm-hmm. Go in, start doing content at scale, and guess what? When all this thing dies down, you're going to have eighty, ninety, a hundred videos that you've created then you use for marketing collateral and assets. So you use it as retention right now, and then you use it as marketing collateral in the future. Uh, and guess what? You might end up with a £2 a month addition or £5 a month addition to your gym to access digital like packages, uh, digital home routine, whatever it is. Um, but I think it is that um, that creativity uh, that's needed for, for these companies to stay in business. But if you don't ha- feel like you've got an allegiance to the gym or, or anything like that, it's just a place you go to work out, then you, well, why would you want to keep that subscription? Do you know what I mean? And it, that's it's at this point where you see your gym owner saying, oh, we're good, we're not going to see you in four, for four weeks. And that's that. And that's the last you hear of them and they just keep putting out pictures of themselves, for example. Um, then you're just going to switch it off. So I think this is... But well, this is why brand matters. Yeah, this is like this is the only thing that matters right now is brand. But like, re- but what I mean is rely- relying on people to be like, you know what? I always go there, so I'm just going to support them anyway. But they've not really done anything to help me out right now. Oh, you wouldn't support that business. There's not a lot of people. You can't rely on that being the majority of your audience. Basically, agree. Uh, however, you can. You can. If, build I, that. if I'm a gym owner right now and I've got. Bluestone Fitness is the gym near us. Mm-hmm. They've got eight to 10 staff is my guess. Um, so let's just make an assumption that there are uh, a thousand or 1500 active paying subscribers to that gym. Okay. <laughs> Probably not that many, to be honest. Um, the first thing that I do this morning, Monday morning, is I print out a call sheet for every single member of my gym, every paying customer. Uh, and I distribute that to my 10 staff. And I say, 
you all need to call these people and let them know what we're doing, how we're combating it. You appreciate their support. Um, and if there's any specific content they would like us to produce, because we're going to invite you to a Facebook group and the support that they give us, yes to one person, it might only be £30 a month, but across all of our customer base, it's the difference between us staying in business or not. That's the level of interaction that I'd be forcing my staff to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think every business right now needs to to do that, um, to reach out. If you're a plumber, you should be emailing all your customers to let them know um, that you are, obviously, s- some trades um, are not continuing business as normal, but you should be over-communicating to your customers where you stand and what you're doing. Um, because when all this slows down, if you're an electrician and you normally do house rewires, well, guess what? Everyone that's just cancelled on you for the next four to eight weeks they were interested in a house rewire. When all this calms down, they are still going to be interested in a house rewire. The, the brands that die won't just happen in the next eight weeks. They'll die because they've failed to communicate to their customer base and get people up to speed. So when all of a sudden everything does settle down and we come to the side of it, the electrician that's been putting out content about how to, uh, the 10 things you can do in your house while you're self-isolating uh, as free content to build brand and trust, the companies that do that are the ones that are going to win uh, in the next six to 12 months. That's the thing to be thinking about. Someone is going to take your customers away from you if you don't look after them yourself. Because customers, yes, they're brand loyal, but that, to your point, only lasts a certain amount of mm-hmm. time. You can't just switch off and say, oh, uh, three months, guys, we're, we're out of business, um, back soon. Well, the, it's, the, the, it's the difference of they just think you're a, a number mm-hmm. or, or just a, a someone who pays them for a service. Like... After a while, if you if you just suddenly think, you know what, they just they they take my money every month, or they charge me every time they come around to to do a rewire or whatever, but I don't hear from them any other time. They kind of just come and go. They drink three cups of coffee, mm-hmm. and that's that. Whereas it's like, oh, Ben, you've put out pieces of content that tell me how to. <laughs> the safe things that I can do with yeah, my electrics yeah. at the moment. Is probably a bit di- yeah, that, that's a tricky things, one. Yeah. Um, but even but even like advice like don't touch the electrics. Mm-hmm. Well you might I might not be able to come around and fix your electrics right now. But don't try but and save don't money. Do it at yeah, home. yeah, exactly. You know don't I mean? go play with your fuse board just because you're trying to save a few quid. And and if you must touch your socket, kill the power to the entire house and not just what you think is the upstairs. But it's sort exactly. of thing. it's that sort of stuff right now that Everyone needs to just go on the mm-hmm. offence and yep. start looking after their customers. Um, because uh, just to end all this on a positive note, we're going to get through this. Mm-hmm. Like There is going to be business to be done on the flip side of it. The only thing that people should be thinking about right now is how do I weather the storm and whether the, don't try and profit right now. Like Just understand that 99% of businesses are going to take a huge financial hit and just get comfortable with that. That's the thing that makes me sleep well at night right now is I am not even going to try and sell. I'm a salesman, okay? It's the only thing I fucking know. I am a sell. For me to come in and not try and sell someone something, uh, you've seen what I'm like. I'm at a loose end. Um, I am getting myself comfortable with, okay, um, I'm not going to sell. I'm going to create content but and I support get, my members. I guess on the flip side of that, though, is if someone needs money because they've got bills to pay or they've got a family to feed, like they need to charge people. They, they need money, so they need to charge people for things. They can't just start giving stuff away. Uh, agree. Um, but don't 
don't go sticking your head in the sand and just trying to brute force your way mm-hmm. through this. Look for the support that is there. The interest-free loans from the government, the £10,000 cash grant from the government, the 80% support. For, like You have to go and find this information and then take action off the back of it. The worst situation to be in is stick your head in the sand, keep going business as normal, and without going too political about this, if you are going business as normal, you are likely impacting the whole social distancing mm-hmm. and fucking things up for a longer period of time. Like... I saw a great like post from billion a, of pe- billions of people that were in the parks on Sunday, as opposed to keeping the distance. <laughs> but, I, but I saw a great post from a trade um, early this morning, which was um, he was pissed off at the number of people over the weekend that says I'm cracking on. It's business as normal for me because that's just selfish. The actual mm-hmm. hard thing to do right now is to take a financial hit for three months. It's really hard to get comfortable and say I'm going to lose money for the next three months because f- most important thing is the health and welfare of my family and colleagues. Like, if you Mm. have to get comfortable with that and then look at what opportunities you have, what you can't do is brute force this because without going into the whole how things transmit and the whole whole pandemic element is if you are being stubborn, you are adding to the problem. Um, So the bravest thing to do is to admit the financial impact it's going to take because no one likes to take a loss and then work out what opportunities you can create off the back of it. Cool. We will leave it there. If you do have any questions, you can email startupdiary at mbs.fm or join us over on Facebook, Business Startup Club, because that's where we answer these questions. Yeah, and what we'll do is we'll put up a more regular post, which was probably like once a week, we'll put up a post, which is any questions. Um, and we'll try and go through it. I really enjoyed this. Um, two things. Um, I apologize if I sound rusty and Harry's got a bit of editing to do because I have, I have, a, I have a, a bit. I have a cough. Um, uh, but, You've got a list as big as my arms, eh? <laughs> um, but secondly is um, everything t- of today is just a, a view, uh, an opinion, uh, and everyone has opinions. Uh, and if you agree or disagree, uh, I would love to hear uh, your thoughts and views. Put it in the group. Put it in the Facebook group. Um, there, There is no right or wrong answer right now to a lot of this. Um, all, all I know is that for me personally, I'm trying to make the right decisions uh, to, one, support my family, uh, health and welfare of my family and my colleagues and keep this business alive um, and if I can and all the decisions I make I'm expecting a lot of them to be wrong it's just the nature of um, life like we make bad decisions but as long as I make a decision with the right uh, intent behind it I'm happy um, so anything you've disagreed with please jump into the group and let me know um, or any follow up questions we look forward to seeing you in there business startup club filled with 250 plus amazing people um, and uh, yeah if you're new here don't forget to hit that subscribe button and we'll see you next time